Hello, and welcome to the Election Cybersecurity Initiative podcast. This is a nonpartisan podcast that explores the future of democracy through election security and campaign integrity. I'm your host, Adam Powell, Executive Director of the USC Election Cybersecurity Initiative, and with us is Marie Harf, International Elections Analyst for our initiative. Marie, we're seeing a lot of disinformation now about COVID-19 vaccines, and it's coming from some of the same adversaries who are creating disinformation about our elections. And many of these bad actors are in Russia. Now the big social media platforms are changing their defenses against disinformation. Let's run them down now, starting with YouTube. Great, Adam, and I'm happy to be on the podcast again because this is such an important topic. And YouTube has faced a really interesting dilemma. They routinely allow local government entities to post videos of their meetings from events like city council or school board meetings. This is part of YouTube's effort to make government more transparent. But they also have a a stated mandate to crack down on disinformation related to a whole host of issues, but specifically COVID-19 and the vaccines. So what happens when a member of the public says false things about the vaccines in one of these town meetings? This has actually happened quite a bit recently. At first, YouTube started removing the entire videos which felt to many people like a violation of its goal to promote government transparency. They've now restored the videos, but the question is a really difficult one. Which public interest is more important? Publishing the unvarnished views of citizens in these town meetings, even if they're dangerous and false, or removing them. And and for our mandate here, what if that local meeting featured false allegations of voter fraud, as we've seen happening in places across the country? I think this is an issue that's only going to get more challenging for YouTube, especially ahead of the midterm elections. And as you said, much of the disinformation people are promoting in these meetings originates from foreign-based campaigns, the same kinds that are focused on our elections. Marie, Facebook is clearly front and center when it comes to the fight against disinformation. How are the challenges they're currently confronting with COVID vaccines similar to the criticisms they've heard about election disinformation? Well, Adam, critics of Facebook say that the company is withholding key information, deflecting blame and refusing to take aggressive action against repeat violators of their policies against COVID-19 disinformation. These are the exact same criticisms the company has faced for its efforts to combat election-related disinformation. Look, everyone realizes that policing Facebook is really like drinking from a fire hose and that it's really hard to do. But to many people, Facebook's executives don't appear to be taking the threat that seriously. A good example is actually a recent announcement they made where they said they'd remove several hundred Facebook and Instagram accounts based mostly in Russia that promoted disinformation about the vaccines. This campaign, I should know, was targeted not just at audiences in the United States, but also in India and Latin America who are having their own huge issues with COVID. But given the scope of the problem with vaccine disinformation, Removing a few hundred accounts is a necessary step, but far, far from sufficient. The problem is just orders of magnitude larger than than just those accounts. Here in Washington, the Biden administration says they're trying to work with the big tech companies to get them to combat this disinformation. But the administration's frustrations with some platforms, especially Facebook, became much more public over the past few weeks. How is that playing out now? It's been really interesting. The Biden administration has been pushing Facebook for months to crack down on vaccine disinformation. And reportedly, they're increasingly frustrated with what they see as irresponsible and a dangerous lack of action from the social media giant. 
Andy Slavitt, who's a, a White House health official, former now, he's recently left, but he worked for President Biden. He gave Facebook this really stark warning uh, in March about how problematic they uh, think that their inability to remove this disinformation is. He warned a Facebook executive that, that in eight weeks' time, so that was in March, in eight weeks' time, Facebook will be the number one story of the pandemic. And when you see studies or anecdotes about where people are getting false information that prevents them from getting the vaccine, Facebook is a primary major source of this. That's why President Biden recently said that Facebook was killing people. He actually walked that statement back the next day a little bit. But the message was clear. The White House thinks Facebook's inability to police its platform is hurting our country's ability to fight COVID. President Biden also gave a stark warning recently about foreign interference in our 2022 midterm elections. And the 2022 primaries here in the United States are just months away. Absolutely. And that's obviously the work we do every day here to focus on elections and how we can protect them. And it was interesting. Biden visited the head of the U.S. intelligence community recently, and he said that his morning presidential daily brief that day had contained information about Russia's attempts to meddle in the 2022 midterm elections here in our country. Both that activity and Russia's promotion of COVID-19 vaccine disinformation, they're all a part of Moscow's broader foreign policy efforts to further inflame the, the really tense culture wars here in the United States and to drive wedges between Americans. They disrupt key infrastructure. We've seen this over and over again with ransomware attacks. They exacerbate our political and cultural divides and they make it harder for our democracy to function, which is obviously what we're so focused on. And that's why we're paying such close attention to the various issues Russia is trying to meddle on because it can help us be prepared to confront the election disinformation that we know is happening and is coming ahead of these midterms. Thank you, Marie Harth, and thanks to all of you for tuning in to the Election Cybersecurity Initiative podcast, a podcast for election officials and policy professionals created by the USC Annenberg Center on Communication, Leadership, and Policy. Stay updated on our events, get involved with the Election Security and Information Project, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at www.electionsecurity.usc.edu. Until next time, stay cyber safe.